This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Every 70 seconds, another American is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Will you be one of the millions? Is Alzheimer's disease just the end result of the brain aging? And that may be to some extent. The fact that we can detect the problems decades before people have symptoms is something positive. Then, is our high-tech world leaving teens struggling to communicate? Parents can help their kids learn to speak, write, and connect with others. Teenagers notoriously have a difficult time talking to adults. The issue is that kids aren't being forced to practice it as much as they did before in the normal course of just existing. Those two stories, and a lot more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. Our show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. It's a disease that afflicts millions of Americans, stealing their memories and leaving them senile. But if you think Alzheimer's is an inevitable part of aging, think again. Our next guest knows. He's Gary Small, MD, author of The Alzheimer's Prevention Program. Keep your brain healthy for the rest of your life. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. First, let's look at the big picture about how many people in the U.S. now have Alzheimer's and what are they projecting for the future? Right now, we have about 5 million people in the U.S. with Alzheimer's disease. And by 2050, we can expect about 16 million. Every 70 seconds, another person gets that diagnosis. So it's a huge issue. We've got 80 million baby boomers who this past year started turning age 65, and age is the single greatest risk factor. Now, according to your book, genetics can play a factor in getting Alzheimer's, even in middle age. How common is that kind of a genetic mutation? Rarely, I would say less than 3% of the cases come from these families where it's a very aggressive disease that strikes people in their 50s or so. Half of relatives get the disease, and there is a genetic mutation that causes the disease. More commonly, there are genetic risk factors one we know of called ApoE4. About one out of every five people has this ApoE4 risk. It's neither necessary nor sufficient to get Alzheimer's disease, so it's not the whole story. And in fact, a study just last week found that people with ApoE4 who were exercising physically over several years had fewer plaques in the brain, less evidence of Alzheimer's disease. So even if you have a genetic risk, the Alzheimer prevention strategies may be effective or may even be more effective. And we're going to get to those in just a second, but I want to ask, if you have a few memory lapses, does that mean you might have Alzheimer's? Is a pattern of forgetfulness something to be concerned about? We know that everybody has forgetfulness as they age. You know, whether it's where you place your keys or whether you walk into the kitchen and you can't remember why you're there. I mean, these are common, normal aspects of aging. When these issues start interfering with your everyday life, that may be the time perhaps to talk with your doctor or get some help. Is this disease much more prevalent today than it was decades or centuries ago? And if so, why would that be? It is more prevalent today. One reason is we're recognizing it. We used to just slough it off as normal senility, and now we see it as a disease. The other reason is that medical technology 
has allowed us to live longer, and age is the single greatest risk factor. By age 65 or older, the risk is about 5 or 10%. By age 85 or older, it's as high as 40 and even 50% in some studies. We're talking with Gary Small, MD, who is author with Gigi Vorkin of the Alzheimer's Prevention Program, Keep Your Brain Healthy for the Rest of Your Life. Before we get into some of the steps of Alzheimer's prevention, is there an ideal age to begin this program? I would say the sooner you get started, the better, because the science tells us the longer you live a brain-healthy lifestyle, the more chance you have of it protecting your brain. The issue is, when we're young, we think we're invincible. And it isn't until we start noticing our own memory challenges or we have a family member with Alzheimer's that we're motivated to really start protecting our brains. And according to your book, you say that people in their 20s can actually have some of the plaques developing in their brains, but may not have any symptoms. We found it in people very young, and it's probably a lifetime of buildup of these Alzheimer plaques and tangles in the brain. It even begs the question, is Alzheimer's disease just the end result of the brain aging? And that may be to some extent for many people. But I think the fact that we can detect the problems very early, decades before people have symptoms, is something positive because it allows us to develop new treatments to protect a healthy brain rather than try to repair one once the damage sets in. Well, let's talk about some of the steps just in general terms. What are some of the ways we can prevent Alzheimer's? One of the most important things people can do is to get some cardiovascular conditioning. Uh, Studies have found that if you just take a brisk walk 20, 30 minutes a day, you have a 40% lower risk of getting Alzheimer's disease. So what's happening? Your heart is pumping oxygen and nutrients to those brain cells that are actually branching out and communicating better and getting healthier. And if you can't walk, that's okay. Swim, play tennis, get in the pool, just flap your arms around. Just get your heart pumping oxygen and nutrients to your brain. How about diet? Another important component of the Alzheimer's prevention program. You know, what we are is what we eat, but it also dictates how you think to a large extent. It's important to try to control portions because weight management is essential in protecting your brain. You want to get fresh fruits and vegetables into your diet. They are antioxidants, so they fight against the wear and tear of aging. And we want omega-3 fats from fish and nuts. They fight inflammation and are important for brain health along with whole grains. Now, one of the things you mentioned is metabolic syndrome and sort of this inflammation that can happen inside us if we eat the wrong things. Is that part of this whole trigger of Alzheimer's? We really think so. We think that inflammation, metabolic syndrome, all these conditions are connected. And in fact, metabolic syndrome, a big part of it is fat around the waist, what we call central obesity. And those fat cells are actually very active and are producing inflammatory responses throughout the body. When we look in the brain at the Alzheimer plaques, we see elements of inflammation. So many of the Alzheimer prevention strategies are anti-inflammatory. Getting a good night's sleep, physical exercise, omega-3 fats from fish are helping your brain beat inflammatory processes. Our guest is Gary Small, MD, author of The Alzheimer's Prevention Program, Keep Your Brain Healthy for the Rest of Your Life. It sounds like the brain is flexible, and if we exercise it, it can shape up, so to speak. It's not just a static organ in our body. 
The brain is tremendously resilient. We've actually taken older people and had them search online for the first time, and we find they expand their neural circuitry very quickly. So we can not only work out our bodies, eat better, but we can do brain exercises where we cross-train the brain. We can work out the left brain with word puzzles. The next day we can do the right brain with visual-spatial puzzles and teach people specific memory techniques that we've studied and others have studied and show that you can have significant improvement in cognitive performance. Can we hope or expect at any point there'll be a cure for Alzheimer's? I think in the next decade or so, we're going to see more effective treatments. Maybe not an absolute cure, but probably drugs or vaccines that can perhaps halt the course of the disease more effectively. In the meantime, there's considerable scientific evidence arguing that if you follow the Alzheimer's prevention program for years, you have a good chance of staving off symptoms one, two, three, maybe four or more years. And for many people, that could be for the rest of their life. And that's about as close to a cure as we have today. Well, the book is The Alzheimer's Prevention Program, Keep Your Brain Healthy for the Rest of Your Life. Gary Small, MD, Director of the UCLA Longevity Center. You can visit his website at drgarysmall.com. That's drgarysmall.com. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Thank you. Next, your kids may be great with Facebook, but how well do they speak and write? How to help your kid connect better. That's straight ahead. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 